Welcome aboard. I'm Brad. I'm Eric. And I'm Scott. Welcome to My Ship Story Podcast. This is a podcast where we invite crew members, both past and present, to tell their stories about life at sea. So come up to the pool bar and grab a drink. Sit back, relax, because it's time for My, My Ship, Ship Story. story. <laughs> God, that was terrible. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to My Ship Story Podcast. This is Eric. I am here with Scott and Brad. Brad, how are you doing? How are things in Oklahoma? Oh, doing great. And I'm really excited about the news that all of our podcasts will now be released on NFT. Isn't that right, Scott? All, everything's NFT now. Yeah, all of our podcasts now going to be converted to NFT so that we can uh, sell them for the future. Oh, okay. Okay. For Sweet. thousands of dollars. Thousands <laughs> of dollars. Awesome. It's so positive. The weather is beautiful. I've got the windows open and they and the breeze airing out the house. I'm I'm almost recovered from the mandolin, the tip of my finger off while I'm uh, using my new mandolin. So uh, not really bad, but you know, it's it's uh, you could definitely feel there's nerve endings on the bottom of your finger. Mandolin. Um, so why are you using a mandolin? It is. It's not a. It's not a musical oh. mandolin. It's a vegetable slicer, so you can slice oh. really thin vegetables. Oh, okay. Oh, but, that um, sounds interesting. So that and I. Uh, this is my first week back driving Uber. Uber since last March. Oh, cool. Well, that's good. So, testing the water, seeing how that is. You know, masking up, and after everybody gets out, I pull around the corner and spray the entire back with Lysol and, <laughs> and um, air freshener. So cool. Well, we've had like two days of thunderstorms, lightning. I mean, there has just been, it's been raining so much down there and they've been getting tornadoes down in the Southern part of, uh, of Tennessee, of middle Tennessee. Enough about weather. We have another great guest today, uh, one of my favorite people working with on ships. We have a little uh, co-guest to help her out. Um, so our guest today is Rhoda Coffin. Welcome, Rhoda. Thank hey. you. Thank you. <laughs> we decided it'd be a great idea to have another guest, uh, again, who knows Rhoda very well. And if you have listened to episode 18, that's Mary Giuliani, uh, who, who shared a, a a story about keys going overboard, uh, in fact, Rhoda's keys. So welcome back, Mary. Hey. <laughs> You're our first repeat guest. Oh, thank you. I'm honored. <laughs> yeah, and if you haven't listened to Mary's story, go and listen to that. It's probably one of the best one of the best episodes that we've we've ever done. I I still listen to it sometimes. It cracks it's, me up. <laughs> it's one of my favorites too, and especially you know near the end, watching Brad get completely shit faced. <laughs> oh pretty yeah, funny. That's the yeah. Other that was a ep that was just an epic episode because the aquavit <laughs> came out and man it was it got crazy do you have yeah, your aquavit yeah. ready uh i don't i mean I don't. <laughs> I think you need it. it's not far it's not far uh -oh. let's see if we have a repeat here but yeah. uh go down so the Rhoda, rest of that bottle i need a i need a tiktok <laughs> <laughs> so rhoda what let's kick it off with you so what do you remember about that uh key story back on premiere I'm signing off. I always just threw my keys next to the com next to the computer and I'm getting ready to wrap it all up so I can go home. No keys. I haven't panicked yet. I thought maybe I took them upstairs, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm looking for them, looking for them. I can't find my keys anywhere. Okay. But just to clarify everybody, these are safe keys, right? The keys to your well, safe. My personal safety deposit box was right. on there. 
my oh, cabin wow. key. Let's see. I don't think there was much else on there. I, I don't think I had the, no, that's another story where I had the, the casino keys, but I'm not going to tell that on myself. Oh, it was a long time ago. I think you can, you can fess <laughs> up now. <laughs> Apparently, um, there's so many sets of keys at the bottom of the ocean. (laughs) This is is a great environment to relieve yourself of all those deep, dark secrets that you've you've been holding on to. Just let them go. Let them fly. (laughs) Um, So anyway, so I can't find my keys. And I know that Mary and Linda had both been in the back office. And I knew they had my keys. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. They would never admit it. I signed off. Chief Purser's not happy um, because there's office keys on there, of course. Years later, a couple of years later, we're working. Linda and I are roommates again. Mary came and cruised with us. And they, they're sitting there in the cabin. They said, um, we have something to tell you. And I'm like, oh, gosh, what? You know, and I'm not even remembering about the keys, nothing. And they tell me, we had your keys that day, but we're afraid to give them to you. And I was like, <laughs> But we don't have them anymore. We threw them overboard. I was like, you did what? I still don't know if anything's if anything's in safety deposit box number 100. Probably not. I guess okay. I was scary. So I was going to say, when obviously I met, I worked with Mary before I met you and worked with you. Word in the fleet was that, you know, you were kind of rough around the edges. And so I was a little scared, like when... I heard you were coming on board. I was a little nervous, like, oh, my God, what is it going to be like working with Rhoda? Because I heard you were really tough. Once I got to know you, I was like, oh, I, I had such a good time. And it was so much fun working with you that that it was very different. You know, I could still see the tough side, but it was very different, you know, hearing other people talk about you and actually meeting and working with you. Yeah, I just laid it on the line and still do to this day. If you do your job and I don't have to babysit you because I didn't have children for a reason, we'll get along just fine. <laughs> I remember you need the only your ticket home. So I remember the only time that you would get mad at me was when I kept telling you to stop smoking. You'd be in the back, in the the back corner, and I was like in the middle or the front. I don't remember where it was, but I was like, Rhoda, come outside, stop smoking. And I don't smoke anymore. Yay. It finally works. Congratulations. 30 years later. (laughs) Why don't you tell us a little bit of how you got started on ships? My name is Rhoda Coffin. This is my ship story. Um, I started on ships. I started in the cruise business shoreside. I was hired as an auditor with Premier Cruise Lines, auditing past, present, and future cruises for for the payments, you know, for whatever, you know, really mostly the payments. Did they pay for gifts, blah, 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 and balance them. So I was always in the terminal on sailing day. And that was there. So their office was based out of Port Canaveral? Yes. Was up near there? Okay. Yes. I have to say it's probably one of my favorite jobs I ever had. We worked Sunday through Thursday from six in the evening till two in the morning. And Cocoa Beach was open until four o'clock in the morning. So we never took lunch. We were out of there as soon as we could get out of there. <laughs> you know, so Friday night, Friday and Saturday nights, we were wide awake. I mean, that was our awake hours. I had a great boss. It was a very small group at that time. They only had one ship. I loved it. What when the second that? ship came in was the Oceanic. I wanted, I thought, well, maybe since I had cruised, I don't know how many times, 
because shoreside people, we were always on the ship for the weekends. I thought maybe I would like to work on board. And I had, you know, built a rapport with a couple of the pursers. I finally got the nerve to ask the chief purser who was still shoreside, the Oceanic had, had not started sailing yet, if she would have some time to talk with me about working on board. When what year, around what year was this? Gosh, you want me to tell my age? You don't no, have really? to say the year. No, you don't have to say the year, Rhoda. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. It's a um it just because Elvis Presley just because Elvis Presley had number one songs at that time. Uh, <laughs> listen, I got to see Elvis, so you all can all KMA. I did get to see him. I was 16 years old. So I think it was 1987 that I went on board. I had already been on shore for over two years. Awesome. And, um, Mary, were you on there already? No, Mary came later. Okay. I joined well, I joined the Oceanic in 80. 80- working on the Azure Seas and then the uh, Viking Serenade, which was the start answer at the time. I was dating uh, a waiter there. And when Admiral, when Admiral Cruises was formed and they bought the start answer, um, then the, the waiters, the food and beverage contract was with Poseidon. And so they lost it. And so uh, the Poseidon crew had to go to either Premier or to Royal Caribbean. We chose Premier. And part of that was like, what an easy job. <laughs> the hours that the pursers worked on Premier, like a desk shift was from eight to two every day. You either worked eight to wow. two or two to eight on the front desk. It was super easy compared to it? where I was coming that was, from. That was the whole day? Yep. Wow. wow. Yep. That's awesome. It's a pretty nice shift. Yeah. And Rhoda, so yeah. what happens on your phone call about working on board? Oh, I mean, she was, she was, she was working shoreside before we started, it started sailing. I was on a cruise. I met with her. She's not warm and fuzzy at all. She's kind of standoffish. And um, she just basically told me that she didn't hire local girls because the entire purser staff was female um, because it was too easy for us to leave. She does have a point. (laughs) Yes, they did. (laughs) (laughs) I told her that I really didn't think that was fair and she should give me a fair chance. And she said, if you promise me one contract, I will bring you on board. 18 and a half years later, I got off ships. Wow. Oh. And so did you start because you had an accounting background? Did you start doing accounting on board or did you start in what we called supercharge? Yes. I was yeah, doing all the, okay. all the accounts. Oh, so you got, you got, you didn't have to work the front desk then. Just to do Every yeah, once this, in a while, yeah. we do breaks or something like that. Right, yes. right. Oh, that was the nice. Workation days while I was at the desk because they all had to come on board and sign up for whatever right. they called it. I don't even remember. And we made the cards. They were embossed cards like, you know, uh, and we made them for them. Oh, wow. For the, How many passengers were on, on those ships, on the premier ships? Mary, I, I want to say the Oceanic, when it sailed full with kids and stuff in the summer it's about 1800 that's my oh. guess well, so it's a pretty big ship big, yeah so it's bigger yeah. bigger than i thought it was, that was it, at that time it was the sixth largest in the world oh so yeah, yeah. that was big and yeah. so how did you or how did you decide to make to move to royal caribbean from premier <laughs> <laughs> oh this is gonna be good <laughs> We were having crew check. Our regular chief purser was not on board. The psycho bitch from hell, part one. <laughs> she uh, she was at the end point of doing the crew check. <laughs> Linda and I were 
passing out the passports and, and she couldn't keep up and she had just made a mess. And we were looking for three crew members and she started her usual screaming fits. I was signing off that day or no, well, it didn't matter. Um, I just lived, you know, 45 minutes away maximum. She came over here and she was screaming and, and I told her not to scream at me and I'm walking and she goes, well, and you know, the, the language and blah, blah, blah. And I said, I, I'm going to walk outside. I'm leaving. Don't you walk away from me. And she grabbed my arm. Wow. I let her know right away that she was not to fucking touch me. <laughs> <laughs> and it was in one of those low voices, which means really serious. <laughs> she said, uh, like a, like a Liam, Liam Neeson voice. I will kill you. Yes, it's like that. Yeah, when I when I drop my voice, you know, low, and it's like you let go of my arm now. And she said, "If you walk away from me, you're fired." And I said, "Oh fuck you! I quit." Went upstairs, packed my bag, walked off the ship. You can't just walk off the ship. You have to go through customs. I said, "That's your problem. You get them here." And just kept right on walking. Wow. wow. And how long had you been on premiere when you when that happened? Oh gosh, I don't know how many contracts I did. Mary, you weren't there, were you? Were you there? You were already no, on the I, Atlantic. I, I had ta- I had taken out the Atlantic and then right. and the Majestic. So I don't know. I left premiere in um ninety. Oh Mary, you yeah, left Linda was the I, first I went I went oh, to 91. sail with you and I went to sail with you and Linda. Gosh, I wanna say maybe 89 yeah on on when you guys were working for uh Royal Caribbean right I think so on the song of Norway yes and the first one to leave was Tracy and then Linda so when I applied at Royal Caribbean um they at they were offering me the sovereign and I'm like oh I don't know (laughs) (laughs) and then they then they called me back and they said do you know Linda Robson it's like yes I do there's a slot that's going to open up on the song of Norway. And I'm looking at the itinerary and it's like, and you, you would be roommates. It's like, Oh yes, definitely. I, I'm ready to go. Let's go. Now the, uh, do the rest of you guys know the uh, psycho bitch from hell? The, is this a, is this a person that we, that you guys all know, or is this a, just an oceanic person? No, that was a, a premier person. Premier yeah. person. Yeah. Yeah, so okay. we, Brad and I don't know her. No, there was a few here and there, you know, people. Well, that... Yeah. Part two was definitely on, uh, <laughs> Caribbean. Oh, I want to hear who part two is. <laughs> oh, hell no. I am not saying that. <laughs> well, you you can, uh, I guess. You I've can, never, uh, I've never, I've never told that story publicly. Please tell, tell everything. Story. At, the, at the end of this episode, we need to end it with that. But we you need to tell the, we need to tell the funny stories in between. <laughs> the funny stories. <laughs> Brad, I think about you all the time. There's a radio station here and they play Taylor Dane. And all I can think about is you. Um, <laughs> I think we were all on the majesty at the time wearing your towel on your head, singing Taylor Dane. <laughs> that does not surprise me at all. Uh, big Taylor Dane fan. There you go. Remember that. Okay. I don't like to dance unless Taylor Dane is on. <laughs> I think I saw Taylor Dane in Los Angeles at a small, like, private club where uh, my husband used to work for Hollywood producers, so he would get invites every once in a while and just give them to Jeff. And so we went, um, and it was like this small club, but it was great. It was a great show. I really enjoyed it. Dennis Rodman was was there, stood right next to us. Wow. Um, it, yeah, it was pretty cool. <laughs> what was her big song? 
Brad Gans and Taylor Dane comes up. Tell it to my heart. That's what. Isn't that uh, funny? Tell it to my heart. No, I think <laughs> I think Brad needs a little bit of Aquavit in order to get uh, get him going, and then turn the Taylor Dane on, and maybe he'll, we'll get him dancing. Brad, was this uh, was this at the time like uh, like after your Taylor Dane couple of songs? Where did you go down and write more of the uh, Al with the penis fingers? Your book? No, 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 no. This is way, this is way after. I was I was on the. <laughs> Majesty, this that the book I wrote when I was on the doing nights on the Song of Norway for nine months. That's when I went crazy. Tell us when uh, Rhoda. Tell us when you and Mary uh, met, and what was that? What was that like? I don't really uh, remember. I just remember that she <laughs> knew a lot of people, uh, and she was the teacher's pet. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, it's not. Yes, you are, and and I would do the mail on turnaround days. I would sort the mail and all this mail was coming for a Mary Weaver. And I didn't know who Mary Weaver was. And I was just sending it all back. I didn't know that she had another name, <laughs> but I didn't do that on purpose. I promise. I didn't know that she had another name. She was always Mary Giuliani to me, but I knew there was yeah. no Mary Weaver. Sorry, Mary. Why are you sneaking and sipping that? What you got in that glass? Oh, this is just regular tea. <laughs> not not even a Long Island tea. Yeah, I, I really I had Song of Norway probably Nordic Empress because I brought her out. The Splendor, I had a great time. It, that was in Europe. Majesty was a wonderful time. I mean, I think I was on there forever and ever. Now, Rhoda and Mary, do you guys have any stories that you guys were involved or trying to uh, get back at each other for maybe the keys or anything else where you guys no. almost the sh- no. missed a ship or any shenanigans or anything? Yeah, we got up to we, we got up to some shenanigans. I'll let you I'll let you go ahead and and I'll, and I'll start off by saying that I got a a, a birthday message from Tor Olson, and I told him that his ears were going to be burning possibly later because we were going to tell some stories. So I'll let you go ahead. Well, Mary, well the first well Mary has always done very funny things. You know, for the longest time, the only female officers there were were chief bursers. Mary. I'm going to tell this one on you. Okay. You made name tags for all the <laughs> officers. <laughs> but, well, okay. You have to tell why, though. Because the captain, that's the funny part. Well, so no, she, cha- can- she changed them all to the seven dwarfs. And this is, let me, let me get in here. This was because at the cocktail party, when the captain would introduce us, God bless him, God rest in peace, Tormira. He was a wonderful captain, wonderful person. I was getting annoyed because every single cocktail party, and he knew full well, you know, on the Song of Norway, there aren't that many officers. He knew our names, but he'd come up to introduce us. And every single one of us, he'd look at the name tag, right? And I thought, well, one of the, I'm going to get you and I'm going to change all of our our name tags, and there were seven of us, so it was perfect. I, I changed the name tags to the names of the seven dwarfs. And I thought, and no white was the executive <laughs> who was not at all white. What did, uh, did I make that for Levi Hill? Was no, that no wasn't white? for Levi Hill. What's the he was the chef that had six fingers? What? Um, what? What? <laughs> yeah, back up, stop. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Yes. That that sounds like the Princess Bride or something. (laughs) 
Yeah. Oh, oh, God bless him. What was his name? I know. I just loved him too. He was so fun. He called oh my me goodness. Six fingers. Gigantic. Was he Bahamian? Oh, I think he was Jamaican. Jama- Jamaican. Okay. Marklin Priestley. Oh, there we go. So I expected that once. You know, the captain would go around and start looking at our name tags. He'd start laughing, right? So now Rhoda, go ahead. (laughs) So we all lived up on the bridge deck. There were always gatherings up there every night. It was nothing to So when the captain came back upstairs, we were all sitting, I think, in the chief radio officer's cabin. And she's and she's like, you didn't even laugh. I changed. You didn't notice it. You didn't. <laughs> she was so disappointed. And she says, "Could you always look at our name tag?" And he looked right at her and he said, "Mary, who says I'm looking at your name tag?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he got he got me. <laughs> that sounds that sounds about right. So was it? Did we do it April Fool's Day? The doors was the April doors. Fool's. Okay, so there was a port lecturer on board who was extremely fascinated with cap. Well, staff captain at that time. I don't know what possessed us, but I even went shopping in Mexico and bought a really tacky baby doll negligee, and we borrowed <laughs> resuscitation Annie. <laughs> So Mary and I put resuscitation Annie in Tor's bed. I think she hey. had on a blonde wig from one of the dancers. As well. <laughs> okay, resuscitation Annie is a is a mannequin that you practice the CPR on. Annie, yeah. Annie, are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> so we're in there and we're doing this and we're giggling, of course, and spraying perfume. And I remember why we fell out laughing so hard because we turned on the lights. And they were red. Recess <laughs> lighting in the bedroom was red. And Mary and I were crying. We were laughing so hard. And who walks in? Captain Tormira. <laughs> what are you doing? He jumps up in bed with resuscitation Annie to have his pictures taken, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and then later that evening, we're all in the hotel, in the um, radio officer's cabin again. And all of a sudden, you know, we know he goes by because, you know, we never closed our, our doors unless we were sleeping. We all had curtains, but the curtain was open enough so we could see when he went by. We're all in there real quiet. And all of a sudden, resuscitation, Annie came flying through those curtains. <laughs> <laughs> now, can you imagine the photographer who developed those photos? <laughs> if he was on board, like the onboard photography. Department. I'm sure there's copies of those somewhere. And I remember that. I remember going on uh, the Song of Norway. You'd go up to the officer's deck uh, on the bridge deck, and they never closed their doors. They were always open with just the with just the curtain drawn. It was so weird. I think that Mary and I got a write up for that one. Did you (laughs) not not for resuscitation, Annie? For the doors, though. But didn't we though? Because he didn't. He say he had an allergic reaction to the perfume. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think. I don't remember that. But he also said that he was scared. He thought it was that port lecture. <laughs> but he walked in. What did you get written up for? What door thing exactly? <clears throat> well, those those doors, as Brad was saying, you know, everybody left their, their doors open up there, except like Rhoda said, when they went to sleep. So 
for one April Fool's Day, I decided that, you know, we, we, we thought it would be funny to tie everybody's doors closed because the doors open inward. So we just went around the hallway and we tied string to the, the bar across and basically locked everybody into their room for April <laughs> Fool's Day. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know, Rhoda, who got out first. But you well, know, one of them didn't. One of them didn't have their door closed, and we were trying not to laugh because they were snoring <laughs> really loud. <laughs> and you got written up for that. I believe that's what we got written up for. Hey, so going back to your name tags with the seven dwarfs, did, did while you were at the captain's cocktail, did he introduce you guys or the people as uh, this is sleazy and sneezy? And no, because he, he wasn't sleazy. looking at our name tags. He looked like he was looking at our name tags and you know as he went down the line and introduced us i was getting madder and madder i was like how can he not be laughing you know to see all these things and nope so scott i think there's something wrong with you if you think sleazy is the name of one of the seven doors <laughs> that was a different movie that i got somewhere a different one. it's like so, with the resuscitation annie thing yeah what was your nickname for me, which I totally forgot? I sleazy. <laughs> no, it wasn't sleazy. Sleazy. <laughs> almost, almost. Yeah, yeah it, could, it could have been. It could have been. It was a little classier than that. Um, we, of course, you know, we had a lot of pursers that were not American, and a lot of them didn't have credit cards. All the girls liked to shop at Victoria's Secret. So they all these catalogs are coming on board because you never have time. Pursers never have time off on embarkation day. <laughs> Eric would let them order using his credit card. <laughs> and all this Victoria's Secret stuff. So he was sugar daddy. I had completely wiped that from my memory until <laughs> you started telling me about that. I was like, oh, yeah, I do remember. So everybody would pay me in cash and I just put it on my card. <laughs> And then, of course, when everything came in, all this, like, you know, stuff from Victoria's Secrets came in my name. Like, the boxes and stuff from Victoria's Secrets shipped to the, it all had my name on it. People are really confused when all that stuff came to Eric. Oh, that was so fun. And you can tell about, I don't remember, we used to do those drink trains. What, what, what do you call them? The cabin and cabin? The cabin crawls. Yeah. The cabin, cabin crawls. There we go. I guess I would always get very very drunk during those you know and and <laughs> you know peggy everybody peggy would. McLeod was on board Ugh. i remember peggy mcglad was on board and we did the one with all the naughty names tracy hughes was the she had a cuddle or something sweet nice like that and that crazy guy he was so quiet and i don't think he had ever been out of indiana or wherever he was from in the midwest <laughs> and he did the come on i want to lay ya and had decorated his cabin all up with palm fronds and all this stuff. And <laughs> so we had blowjobs in my cabin. <laughs> of course, Sounds then right. Pe <laughs> Peggy <laughs> has to put the shot in between her boobs, you know, for everybody. I think I was making out with some guy that was not a member of my church, um, shall we say. <laughs> and um, why and I is I was, it? Was his name Six Finger? No, 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 no. It wasn't that Six Finger guy. <laughs> <laughs> so why is it that drunk straight girls like to make out with gay guys what because it should, should to be the other way around why do gay guys like to make out with drunk oh straight no girls? 
I, no, I I didn't. Vicky and she has to come on to defend herself. But Nikki basically attacked me and made out with me on the Sun Viking when she was all drunk one night. Yeah, it was just like one of those drunk nights, and all of a sudden she starts kissing me, and I'm like, "What the hell? What are you doing?" I mean. So I was like, uh, Vicky, this isn't really working for me. <laughs> and then one time, um, the group coordinator, I think he was, maybe he was still a hotel manager's secretary, Fred. Um, we were drinking, having one of those drink parties, cabin crawls. And he was standing in front of me and I was sitting on somebody's bunk. You know, it was one of the cabins had the up and down bunks. He was standing in front of me and I just, leaned over and just bit his ass. <laughs> <laughs> you evidently did because he's told this story on this podcast about when you bit yeah. his ass. Oh my Lord. Yeah. I see. I haven't listened. Which one was that? that was Fred, Fred Carriano. Oh Fred yeah. 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 And he called me the saber to tiger bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. Um, I, I guess I was kind of wild. I just didn't have any patience. I still don't have patience. I have to work on that all the time. Oh, I remember us having a lot of fun, a lot of fun in the back office. It was always, it was, I, I just it really enjoyed being in the back office on that majesty. It was always a good, good crowd. Y'all sticking, yeah. sticking, the sticky notes on Lisa O'Connell's back of her chair. Love you long time, Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> She could never see it because she would always turn her chair <laughs> towards the window. <laughs> it would be right. there forever. But they were always putting stickers on people. <laughs> Rhoda or Mary or, or either of you, did you guys ever hook up with any passengers? Oh, I stayed in the dining room where I could get my meal. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was going to say. Yeah, so most of us did it. But Mary, when you said that you were with a waiter on the Star Dancer and that's when you went over there, I was like... I every time the whole time I knew you, you always dated. Yeah, I, I gay or off that way, and and <laughs> but That's it, good. it worked to your advantage, Eric. Remember, because you said earlier, you know, I was the one that was always getting food for you. Yes, you <laughs> when did. You were an assistant purser. <laughs> yeah, so we were the low people on the totem pole, assistant purser, and we could never get like food from the dining room, but Mary would come in there and she's like, you order him that food and you'd get him this food. Or she, <laughs> she'd always get us like, you know, filet mignon on filet mignon night when the, when our, our like little buffet boy wouldn't want to get it for me, but you would demand it. She's like, okay, well then I want two. So you would order it and you'd get me one. Three it was every Monday night on majesty. No, well, I just remember, I don't remember that for sure. <laughs> It I was. Think, it was the first formal night, which was the sea day. That night of the sea day. It was a formal night. That that was the yeah. first time I. It ever was the had first escargot. formal night. Was yeah. Me too. I never escargot until and I got. I was and it was like I. Mary was the one that they got me into it because it was actually on Song of America, and you were like, "Oh, you have to try it." I'm like, "Escar snails." I'm like, "I'm not eating that." And you're like, "No, no, no. You have to try it." And I was like, okay, well, I'm game. I'll I'll give it a shot. And I was like, this is delicious. Those little plates with the butter and the garlic and everything. You sop oh, the bread. That in was the that was the best part. Was that garlic butter sauce? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was can, French night. Yeah, French night Monday that night. Was French yes. night. On the Western Caribbean run was uh, 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 French nights. That was great. Oh, 
We used to like, you know, after curfew and after, I don't know, one or two rounds of the parties and stuff about three o'clock in the morning, you know, whoever we were with, we would go down to the crew mess and we found one of the doors was open to the galley. So we would go through the galley and we would, uh, um, you could smell the fresh bread that they were making for the next morning and stuff. Oh my gosh. We would take out a a piece of bread or a couple of pieces of bread and just eat it. Like while it, I mean, it was still burning your hands and stuff, but we would, you know, lather with a bunch of butter and stuff. But we used to go through and get rolls and, and and bread. And every once in a while, we'd get one of the five-gallon tubs of ice cream and take it down to the dancer's hallway. <laughs> like, Come on, let's go. Everybody got a spoon. I mean. The best person to know on board is the executive chef or a sous chef or somebody like that. Because or, I remember. Or the, or the, or the, or the provision master. master. Yeah, the provision master is also good. <laughs> But the executive chef, I remember Lisa O'Connell was really close and I can't remember what his name was on the majesty, but you know, the executive chef loved her and she made sure to invite him to every single party. And I know he was working late. So whenever he was done working, there was always like trays of food coming into the cabin (laughs) parties with the executive chef. It was awesome. Yeah, it was great. Our guy, our, our, our main uh, guy was provisions master on the majesty and we got in good with him. We'd go fill one of those duffel bags up full of everything that you could get. And we'd go down there and give it to him. He's like, okay, what you want, man, what you want? We're like, can we have some, <laughs> we have a crystal and a Dom Perignon. He's like, yeah, yeah. Take, take I'm going to go around the corner and I'll, I'll be back. Just take what you want. <laughs> We're like, Okay. <laughs> So Scott, did you ever work with Rhoda? I don't. I don't think so. What? When were you on the Majesty? I was there for two years. The first two years, March of '92 to '94, and then I went to the Empress, and I never went back to the Majesty. No, Rhoda was on with me. That would have been '94, '95, probably more '95. No, I left in Mar- in '94 and went to the Empress for I think a contract or two. Maybe it was one contract because because I got in a lot of trouble for stealing the carpet. And then I went to the Monarch for two contracts or so. For stealing the carpet? Yeah, I think Scott has told this story, but it's never aired. We haven't aired it. We talked about this in oh. a, like a crew oh, bar. Oh, we chat. did not. We didn't air this? Oh, I don't think to... we aired it. I don't think we aired it. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll yeah. tell you really, really quick. So I, I get on, you know, this is, this is the first time that a stage staff, because we were a new position, right? So three of us in a room, we had this carpet and it was the standard carpet, right? Like there was everything that I've ever spilled on that since it was built and it was all smashed down, smelly, gross. Let's requisition some carpet got denied, you know, two, three times and stuff. So we go up the back and backstage of the Nordic Empress was a two story um, backstage and there was a catwalk up top. One time we're doing the show and, you know, we run across the back of the catwalk and there was a giant roll of pink, brand new carpet in a big giant roll and i was like okay uh this is destiny okay so we went down between shows and we ripped up all of our carpet we took it up backstage and then you know after the next show and stuff we were like we laid down our carpet we rolled down the pink stuff and we traced out our carpet and we just got some scissors and and sharpies or you know carpenter knives and stuff and cut out our cabin rolled it up and we're like okay let's go <laughs> so we you know we went and got glue and everything it was awesome and um so we laid it down and of course it's pink you know instead of the thin it's like plush carpet so it's your toes can squish in it like the sand and i'm like this is badass 
So <laughs> we got new carpet. So what do you do? We have a new carpet party. So we invited all the dancers and everybody and, you know, whoever showed up and stuff. And of course the security comes and, you know, to shut it down. Cause there's 30 people in a, a cabin for three people. <laughs> Didn't hear anything about it, you know, except for the security officer going, all right, mate, and shut the door. The next day we had a captain's hearing because that was the uh, pre-measured, pre-cut carpet for the suite deck in the oh. uh, for their hall. So one of the oh. one of the suites oh, no. missing that much carpet. So yeah, <laughs> that didn't go over too well. And they came and ripped out our carpet and didn't put any back carpet back. Actually, oh. they oh, put no. some other used carpet back in in the room. Oh no! Oh. Oh my gosh. Insult to injury. Yeah, I'm like, all right, I'm the monarch, man. Screw this. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. I was trying to save that one, but I've asked the other guys to come on and tell a story, but they're like, nope, nope. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I guess you got lucky you didn't get fired. Yeah, that was the that. I mean, every contract I I got I, I got written up either for you know bit being discovered with a passenger at curfew, you know, out in passenger areas or, you know, doing stuff. But that was the first captain's meeting um, hearing that we were in. And, and yeah, that was scary as hell because uh, there was every, there was like 15 stripes in that room. I was like, <laughs> shit, I'm out of here. But, so Rhoda, wow. have you, did you ever get written up? I don't know. I can't remember. Probably. I don't remember. Mary, I mean, I already, I've explained before that I got a couple write-ups. Well, yeah. um, <laughs> and one of them, Rhoda, you were there for, it was uh, Sue Richardson wrote me up for being late. As first packs, I got written up for being late. Well, I, I figured if I ever was written up, she did it. Mary, did you get a write-up? Aside from the, <laughs> Aside the from the doors. the doors together that we did. Then um, the only other one was, I mean, and I didn't get, I didn't get written up. I got officially fired, but I won't tell that story. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a bad story <laughs> um, from somebody that I will just refer to always as the evil dwarf. <laughs> and um, actually, uh, when that happened, when that happened to me, uh, Miss Rhoda actually was a key person in helping me uh, get some legal action and coming back to Royal Caribbean after oh, wow. that happened. I'll just say it was it was when I took out the Song of Norway when the Song of Norway uh, retired and I was I was on there for that. But took, uh, took it out like yeah, I won't be a later song that was the last yeah the yeah last... when it was being when it was oh, being wow. sold the last the final voyage of the Song of Norway. So anyway, like I said, I won't get into that, but Rhoda, there's another story of another dwarf <laughs> that we need to tell. <laughs> oh, you have and to remind I, me. Papa Smurf. Ray Kacharski. Let's hear it. Let's hear the story about Ray Kacharski. There we go. You guys can hear me okay? We I can right now, so like tell it fast. <laughs> okay. Yes, as you said, that was Ray Kucharski. Everybody lovingly, not, you know, not meanly referred to him as Papa Smurf, because as you know, Ray Kucharski looked like Papa Smurf. He had this beautiful, beautiful head of white hair and a, and a white beard, and he was kind of little. Rhoda and I uh, worked with him on the Song of Norway. 
everybody called him Papa Smurf. And we agreed that, yes, he he did look like Papa Smurf. And and then somehow one of us got the idea that we should make him look a little bit more like Papa Smurf by turning his hair blue. (laughs) And so how we accomplished that was, of course, there we go, Song of Norway, Brad, as you know, all the cabins up there are open, just the curtain, right? So we go into Rage Kacharski's cabin one day, and, and it was even perfect because the shampoo he used was Selsun blue. And so the color of the shampoo was actually blue. So, you know, it was it was very easy to put that blue dye inside oh the blue food colored dye inside the shampoo. And so that's what we did. All I remember was no. day by day, Brad would come into the officer's, not, not Brad, I'm sorry, Ray would come into the officer's mess and his hair would be getting a little bit bluer every oh single day. Oh my God. <laughs> and, <laughs> What is happening? What is happening to my hair? And I don't, Rhoda, I do not remember how that ended. I just remember doing that and I remember laughing every day that I saw his hair get more and more blue. Do you remember how that ended? How that, how we confessed to it or? (laughs) We we didn't confess. Somebody tattled on us. And I don't remember who it was. I think, was that when, um, he was a purser. Dean was Dean, Dean there. Sykes. Dean Sykes, possibly, possibly. I think it was his girlfriend, the hostess, that told on us. A- Ariel. Her name was Ariel. Oh, Ariel. That's right. I think it was her, but I might be mistaken. But I think <laughs> it, was, it was. It was somebody that was close in the in that you know close knit group. For Hold some on. reason, because <laughs> we I had heard this story like a long, long, long time ago. <laughs> But I thought that's why he got the name Papa Smurf was from you all <laughs> turning his hair blue. Oh but no, God. he was named Papa no, Smurf. He before. was Papa Smurf way before. Oh, he, yeah. And I told this before when he first came on Royal Caribbean on the song of Norway as his, as an assistant purser. I think he'd been around a little bit, but he came on the song of Norway as an assistant purser, and we called him Keebler because he looked <laughs> like the. Keebler Elf. Yeah, well, you, you guys know him, but we need we need you on here, Ray. If you're out there, if you ever hear yeah, this, yeah, that makes sense because <laughs> uh, Ray Ray Kacharski and Ray Millard. I don't know if you guys know. Ray oh, Ray I remember Ray Lamar, Ray Millard. Ray Millard is how I became a, a cheap purser, basically because he came on as a cheap purser on Renaissance. We had both been working together as first pursers with Royal Caribbean. He comes on, I'm crew purser. And he's like, Brad, what are you doing here? And he's like, get the fuck out of there. (laughs) The first chance I get, you're my first purser. That that's how I became a first purser is, is Ray was just like, I'm not having it. You're, you're my first purser. Great. Yeah. So I'll tell you a funny story back in high school. It's kind of a shampoo store like that. We didn't know what would happen really (laughs) or how much to use or anything, but there was this uh, jock that was mean and a bully. And so we thought we would sneak into the showers in his bottle and empty a bottle of whatever it was, neat or nair or whatever. Nair. Nair. Oh my God. Shampoo. (laughs) 
And this was like, you know, this was like a pact, like, okay, we can never, ever tell anyone that we did this. We're like, okay, (laughs) we didn't know how much to use. So we we dumped the whole bottle of Nair, Nair or whatever. And so we just waited for it. But like, you know, the next day, over the next couple of days, he would be in there and he'd be washing his hair and stuff. And and like through the halls, he'd be going like this and like clunks of his hair would come out. And he was like, what the fuck is going what the like he was out to murder somebody and we're like well, i don't know what you're talking about but he ended up having to shave his head because he he looked like, like a, a cancer Dangy dog. yeah he he had to end up shaving it and stuff but yeah we were like, he would kill us. somebody on the ship and i don't remember who it was but i think that the target was a cruise director had done something to and it must have been a purser and they had a cake baked for the cruise director and he was out for two days <laughs> a very nice chocolate cake laced with x-lax oh, man. <laughs> and i don't remember who it was but I know that that was Royal Caribbean. Oh, wow. I'll have, to, I'll have to really, really think about that hard. But it was somebody you wouldn't suspect. That's pretty, that's pretty Eric. bad. <laughs> oh, it was really bad because he really couldn't come out of his cabin. Oh my gosh. That's you know, no, uh, I'm, uh, I'm not that mean. I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't do that. I mean, somebody would have to piss me off so bad, but I, I'm just not that type of person that would generally do that. We, we may have talked about this when we were having our test chat, but you don't remember Tim Johnson and I hijacking Sergio's crew, crew purser announcements. Yeah, there were a lot of PA games between the crew staff and the and the pursers, Song of Norway, because that, that was just right across the hall. We had it and they had it. And I just remember one of the beauty salon girls was doing, you know, their their sales promo, the cruise director walked in front of her and dropped his pants and she just screamed <laughs> bloody murder over them. <laughs> I mean, it sounded like somebody had been murdered. <laughs> so, oh, so maybe Eric Brown or Rhoda, you'll remember then. I know I wasn't there, but I heard a story. One of the pursers, when he decided to quit, like did an announcement. That was Sam Evans. Evans told yeah, the Sam story. Evans. Oh, yeah. That yeah. was Sam Evans. And I'm Harry, trying to um, Harry Bollocks. Harry. Um, yeah. what was the Dave was his name? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. and yeah. you know what? And what he's probably one of the smartest people I've ever met, but he was he never was in the box. He was always way outside the box. This is well documented in Sam Evans Ship Story Podcast, Harry Bollocks. Okay, I need to listen to that. Well, we used to always play with the, you know, new assistant pursers, you know, when they were new and we'd make them do all those bad announcements in the crew quarters. And some of of them just never got it. We would tell them what we needed to have announced and then we'd all go running out of the back (laughs) office on the Song of America. Uh, Michael, Hunt, uh, Michael Hunt, Michael Hunt, the friend, yeah, yeah. Mike Hunt, and the, and the nice, <laughs> and, the, and the nice Polish girl Tara tits off, and <laughs> <laughs> those were really big in crew areas and also during dry docks. Dry docks yes. was the worst because everybody, because there was no no guest on board, you couldn't get in trouble. Ray Ray Kacharski had to make an announcement for one of the second stewards, and his name was like Guy something. He was Jamaican. He he's like uh, Guy Monroe. Guy Monroe, please report to. And <laughs> and immediately Rick Chatterton jumps on the mic and he's like, 
It's Guy, you frog. <laughs> it was actually Ozzy Blackwood. He called the office and I said, when I heard the name that she was announcing, he's like, oh, hell no, you did not. <laughs> but his name was really Hari Krishna. Krishna. <laughs> hey, so, and I, I'm not sure you've probably haven't heard this episode, but we actually found somebody whose name was Anita Party. And I was convinced it was fake. I was like, there's no way that's her real name. I and saw that. I listened to that one. And her name is Anita Party. I was like, I was like, hey guys, we found this. Uh, her name's Anita Party. And, and uh, uh, Eric is like, no, it's not. Yeah, yeah we're, we're both <laughs> no, like, it, this is fake. Somebody <laughs> yeah. is punking us. Yeah. Do not do that. And sure enough, turns out her name is really Anita Party. And she's a very, very nice person. like that'd Uh, be the best person to hang out on a ship anita party do you have one final story i know mary said you had one before we go that that you wanted to say rhoda's departure from royal caribbean yeah why don't you tell us about that wasn't me y'all wanted me to tell the story yes about the psycho bitch from hell part two right i was chief purser had to go off for three days i don't remember why or maybe i went off for a week i'm not real sure And that person stepped in for me, perfectly capable, but I don't understand how a chief purser could get 11 rudeness comments in three days. (laughs) Okay. I already know who you're talking about. I won't say who it is, but I already know who you're talking about, but keep going. Me too. So we had a um, chief purser's powwow in Miami, which was a lot of fun. I have to say I've... I've never laughed so hard in my life. I'll tell that story another time. I had to leave the the conference room because I couldn't <laughs> contain my laughter. But anyway, so we were talking, you know, amongst ourselves. There are a couple of the VPs in there. And I said, you know, look, I have this person as part of my team, very capable, very smart. Everybody writes wave reviews. But unless somebody speaks up right now and says that they want this person as part of their team, I'm contract completing her. And I did. So contract completing her to people out there that don't know, basically you're letting her go. You're finished. You're ending her contract. Yeah. 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 And she's not, and she's not welcome back. So every, all the other chief persons in the room, nobody said, oh, don't nobody do it. Wanted, nobody was going to take her. <laughs> well, leave it to you to do the, do the dirty job. I got along okay with that person. I didn't have any issues, but I didn't. Also, that person didn't never report it to me. So physical fighting. Really? And nothing was done. How would that person get into a physical altercation with somebody? It just seems Come really on, weird. Eric, don't Eric, don't you remember? Oh, well, I think yes. that there was something there with, was a, with with uh, Mr. with was, biting and and, yeah. and Okay, that person <laughs> bit somebody else and left a, a mark on their face as his fiance was due to come on board the next day. I think we're missing something here. I think we're missing some content here. What yes, what's you going are on? Missing content. Well, I <laughs> what we want to It's the it dazzling out. deets that make this good. Oh, we're live we're live on Facebook right now. Yeah. No, so this 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 is like early on. <laughs> this was early on on Song of America. This person started to fool around with another purser who had a fiance who did not work on board. He, the fiance was due to come on board for a week. And I think it was like the night before, two days before this person bit him in the face, like right on his cheek (laughs) to leave like marks on it so that the fiance would see teeth marks on his face and have to explain it. It was like, 
holy shit. Wow. Like, <laughs> well, what was, happened to hickeys? Why do you have to bite? Yeah, we were all like, holy shit. And Ed was such I a remember. nice guy, wasn't he? Yes, he, he was. was. Yeah, so Ed Paul was. Nelson was our chief, Mary. Yes. So you Paul know Nelson. we had fun. <laughs> oh, you did have fun. I only worked with Paul Nelson on the Star Dancer when I went over there um, from the Azure Seas, and he was working for Sundance Cruises at that time, and he was the hotel director. I think, and I, I don't know anybody that didn't like Paul. Well, yeah, I do, but, you know, that doesn't matter. <laughs> 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 I loved him. It was oh, cool. and, and actually, so Paul Nelson reminds me of something else that we can ask Rhoda. I think that um, that you guys all asked, you guys all posed a question to Miss Eva Grabner about something about the strangest place that <laughs> that you had ever had sex on the ship. And Ava was like, well, you know, I, I could just imagine Rhoda saying in her Southern accent, well, I'd never. <laughs> but, but Paul Nelson reminds me, I want to get that from Rhoda because I will fess up right now. Paul She's Nelson like, you reminds me that this, <laughs> that this would be my uh, most unusual place. That was on Paul Nelson's desk cause a start answer not with paul nelson but somebody else <laughs> now if they had been with paul uh nelson that would have been a white quite the story yes, yes. no yes <laughs> it, it was not but you know that i looking back and i was just an assistant purser at the time i i guess that oh, was man. pretty gutsy you know on the wow. hotel director's desk <laughs> well, Rhoda, okay but was, it, was it a, was it a dining room person mary <laughs> Of course, I, you know, I'm loyal that way. <laughs> okay, Rhoda, so the spotlight's on you. What's the most interesting, unique place that you uh, did it while working on board? I, I see you're shuffling through all the different <laughs> weird places. Right? As you can see your mind, just it's like a... Well, the most unusual place, the most unusual place is, is really pretty funny. Corolla you have to ask Dex. me about another time about the other one. But anyway, the most unusual place was on the Nordic Empress up against the uh, stack in the front of the ship. Wow. All right. All right. <laughs> uh, now we need we need to do like a, we need to do a post of like these are the most on the story so far these are the most interesting places. Yeah, that would Cruise be good. director's desk, the the casino the pit master director. or whatever hotel directors <laughs> desk this has actually been i think the longest recording we've done with a guest oh yeah which is it's like an hour for, almost an hour and 45 minutes yeah. um, Scott, you're gonna have a lot of editing to do oh my god <laughs> i'm editing but, on uh, this part now well i I, am, I can't shave this down to 30 minutes i can just tell you no. that right now no but Rhoda, it's like, I, you know, like I said before, it's such a pleasure seeing you and talking to you because it's been so long that we're going to we're going to have to do another reunion soon so that we can chat yes. up some more, have some wine and chat away. Um, yes. And then we can, can tell can't, can't all the real that. stories. Well, we can. <laughs> I think you can then name names. <laughs> uh, but oh, thank you so I much had for coming. So on. much fun. Yeah. I love you all. And Scott, nice to meet you. And nice I like you, you too. <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> I love you. Yet, but... I just want to crawl through here and just give yeah, you a hot big hug. Oh, I love oh, you, Brad. Nice. You've always been oh so smart. And he, you're the only person I know that does the New York Times 
crossword with the pen. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so I, I missed that crossword puzzle so much. I don't get it anymore, but man, I love doing that. Thanks again for coming on. It's, it's, uh, I just love talking to you. Thank you so much for having me. I had a blast. I really did. I feel Thank you. 30 years younger. <laughs> <laughs> and thanks, Mary. Oh, I forgot. Happy birthday oh. to you. <laughs> Happy birthday, birthday to, to you. you. This is the worst rendition <laughs> of happy birthday. <laughs> Thanks for having me. It was great talking to all you guys. Great seeing Rhoda, my partner in crime forever. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 That was fun. With Rhoda, it's always like a, just a fun catching up, just like, you know, um, we can just chat forever. We can just sit there and sit there. Last week when, or a few weeks ago, when we were going to test the sound, mm-hmm. we were just going to do like a quick, hello, test the sound, make sure it works. We talked for an hour on the phone, on, <laughs> on, on cam last time. She's just, she's a lot of fun. She's great. I really like her. Fun. Hey everyone, the ship is about to set sail, which brings us to an end for today. We hope that you enjoy the podcast. For bonus audio, and if you would like to see this podcast and video, please visit our YouTube channel, my ship story you can also find us on facebook and instagram as my ship story don't forget to let us know if you're a past or present crew member and if you have a story that you would like to tell or if you like you can email us your story for us to read on the air email us at my ship story podcast at yahoo.com that's my ship story podcast at yahoo.com goodbye for now and be sure to tune in next week same time as we'll have a new podcast every monday bon voyage